and we're live. Um, first and foremost, we want to have a moment of silence for Pop Smoke. We just learned that he lost his life. I believe it was a home invasion. Home invasion yeah, this morning. Was, yeah, he was shot and killed. So let's take a brief moment of silence for him. All right, welcome to episode four, four. of the College Dropouts podcast. I'm your host, Cerebra the Great, and I'm here with... Danny BJ. The one and only, often imi <laughs> imitated, never duplicated. How's it going, bro? Good, you? Good, man. Hearts are heavy right now, man. Hearts are heavy. Yeah, uh, that's like the first thing I read when I woke up. This really? They passed away. Bro, 2020 has been garbage, bro, so far. And we're only a month and a half in? Yeah. Almost two months. Well, well two... Well, yeah, a month and a half About in. Ten. That shit is crazy, bro. What's going on, though? Um, I mean, we got to address this first. Like, I don't want to get straight into the negative shit, but when an artist like that who's on the up and up, like, you can see where he's going, gets his life taken. That shit is sad. Extremely. And um, come, he's only 20. Only 20. He's only a few months he's older than the me. same age as us, basically. He's our age. A nigga our age. Coming out, coming out of his city from his background, we don't need to go into where he's from. Right. But a nigga from his that's built like him. See him doing well for himself and then somebody hating to take his life from him. I should have just sat in. <clears throat> I have my morning voice right now, but I'm like, <laughs> I should have just sat in. I just don't, I can't even wrap my, my head around because I know niggas do B&Es all the time. Right. But that's not, that's not shocking, but the fact that we can't even say he got killed in this hood. He was in Hollywood right. Hills. Beverly Hills. Like kicking it, like living his best life. And they just come and take that from you. For something that could have, that wasn't, that wasn't important. I wonder if niggas knew, I mean, the dude, the robbers knew that it was pop, where Pop Smoke was at, or they were just doing a regular nah, I seen, um, home invasion. His homie posted a picture and the address was in it. And then he posted yesterday, um, like a bag or something with the mm -hmm. tag, the dress on it. I read like reports he had like a, um, he may have had a party or like a get together last night. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. Mike D, ain't that his brother? Cause I'll always be seeing him in the back and you talking about, yeah, that's my yeah, real maybe. brother. I mean, it might just be maybe his best friend or whatever, but. Yeah, like, sad man. Like, is there anything he could have done to avoid that? Like, it's not like he told niggas where he was at. Like, I just don't right. understand how shit like that happens. <laughs> This often to niggas that we know and love. It's it's way too way too common. And I've seen Peter Rosenberg say this is becoming an epidemic, but it's not an epidemic. This is the norm, bro. Yeah, this has been happening for normal for, for decades now, forever, <laughs> forever. And it's just it's sad that it's something that's normal now. And now, like I don't know if it's just me, but I don't. I want to say I don't get sad when I see shit, but it's just like it, it definitely doesn't shock me. I'm not in shock anymore. I'm not shocked no more. It's like. Niggas are crooks, just, bro. Damn again. Another one lost, bro. R.I.P. Pop Smoke. I don't want to. God bless his family. Yeah, oh. God bless his family. And I just hate how people are so quick to hop on Twitter with the conspiracy theories. Yeah. Like, let people grieve, grieve. first before y'all start coming to him. Oh, his homie definitely gave the drop on right. him. This, this. So you don't it's know the that, inside bro. job. I hate hearing shit like that. That shit is just. That's why when shit like this happens, it's, I mean, it's 
I won't say it's hard because social media is part of our daily life, but I don't like to be on social media seeing yeah. constant shit about that. I think one of the best decisions I've made, bro, is to get off social media. Tone back a lot. Yeah, like I don't have an Instagram no more. I I have well, I have the call job on Instagram. I don't have a personal IG no more. My Snapchat, I just have to post when we drop something. My Twitter is the only thing I still keep. In high school is when, like, Twitter in high school, I, I, like, kind of strayed from social media. Yeah, because all this shit is a bunch of weirdo shit out there, bro. And it can have a very negative effect on you. Very. I think it really gives people anxiety, like, because they say that when you like a picture, it gives you dopamine. That's why people are so always so thirsty for clicks or likes. So they'll go to extreme measures. So you see when that when that Logan Paul kid filmed that dead guy in the forest. Yeah. He bro. knew what that shit would do. He knew what it was about. People don't care that people just want to be heard. People just want like, to be heard. They want to be seen by any means necessary. And it's but they it's run on social media to do that. When they should be finding whatever is internal and deal with it in the real world versus going on social media to find your high. That's not the way. It's I see people every day like living on social media. That shit is crazy. Media. Like all the young niggas that we lost too soon, whether it was drugs or violence. Like think like Nipsey, think of X, Mac, Mac, um, Juice World, Hop Smoke. That's all like in the last year and a half. Yeah, like since niggas like around the time we graduated and now, that shit is just crazy, bro. Like I always wondered when I was a kid, what. I would feel like if like we started losing losing legends like because back when I was a kid I was a big a- Adam Sandler fan. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, if if he dies, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Right. Type <laughs> shit. You feel me? And now we older. And like, now we man, older. One day he's gonna die. Yeah, and niggas is being lost every day. That shit is just sad. I mean, oh, bullshit. R.I.P. Pop Smoke. Um, I definitely pray for him and his family. At least he's not here suffering no more. Yeah. Uh, I like I like to think that he's in a better place. I hope now. he found his peace. I think I really think he did find his peace. But um, moving on from that, um, it was if you're reading this is too late's fifth year anniversary last week. Last week, congrats to Drake. So congrats to Drake. Congrats to Drizzy and and, and Quinn Miller and P and D. That's their project. Yes, that's their project. <laughs> but um, did you see Quinn Miller go ahead and speak out about that project? Yeah. Um, you think who you think was the biggest? loser of the effect of well, let's not get into that real quick yeah let's let's talk about the project um what's your favorite track my favorite track it was know yourself yeah that's been a mod i've been keeping a lot know yourself i've been running through the six with my lows that was a tough Shut song up, nigga. Uh, that's uh, my shit i said star 67 but i don't think it is i think you it's probably think so. you and the six or jungle yeah jungle a lot of people say that's, that's his best r&b yeah that's, song. that's a great jungle is a really good song um, I said Know Yourself. Ten Bands is a really good song. I like No Telling. No Telling is a really good song. Yup. Where does this stack on his disc- discography to you? Um, not top. I don't know if I said not top three or not top four. Name your favorite Drake albums then. Uh, no Order. It'd be Nothing Was The Same. Mm-hmm. Take Care. Thank Me Later. And Views. Also. Uh, this is definitely not your top four. No, I, I got it. I think I got it fit. Um, a top fifth. five? Yeah. Well, how many parties does Drake have? Nine or ten? He has a lot. We, I don't even know. He, he has he has a few. I have Drake. Um, For me personally, I would say my 
Drake discography, I would put Take Care, um, Views, More Life. More Life? Yeah, bro. I really like More Life. I mean, technically, you could say it's not a Drake album. It's a playlist. It's a playlist. But, it's mean, an album. It's but it has a lot of my favorite projects on there. I would say I like Scorpion a lot, but I got to go with If It Reads as, as an album. Yeah, okay. I like individual tracks on Scorpion a lot more. But Scorpion as an album, was long. it was really long. I think that's why I didn't like it as much. Yes, because it's more of like you shuffle play or you make mm-hmm. your own playlist out of it versus you can listen to if you're reading this is too late all the way through and you'll be happy with right. your experience. So I have a top four in my discography, but um, a lot of people have been celebrating it lately, but Quinn Miller recently <laughs> came out and had some mixed emotions about it. I'm going to insert the clip here. Yo, so, you know, a lot of people have been uh, congratulating me and sending me messages and shit about uh, the five-year anniversary of If You're Reading This and shit. And, you know, I look on socials and I see, like, producers and, you know, other people that were involved with the artists and they get to talk about how proud they are of the shit, you know. And, you know, it's different for me. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty much taboo for me to even talk about it, you know. I, I pretty much try to act like it don't even exist the biggest the biggest project of my entire career right and that's 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 pretty strange but unfortunately you know i don't have the good memories about it that everybody has you know my good memories were all murdered you know what i'm saying like the day uh neek mandela you know y'all y'all buying that bullshit since he came out of jail like so what are your thoughts on what he said is he in the right to feel that way yeah because if you look at the situation, um, he is the biggest loser of it. I think he's the only loser, bro. Yeah, he's the only well, loser. Actually, no, I can't say that. But nah, yeah. bro. I mean, Drake's um, credibility took a hit. Mm-hmm. But when the beef, when the whole thing happened, Meek took his L and Quentin took L. Because yep. Meek and Drake are friends now. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's, on the, he's the odd man out. He's not in the industry like he wants to be. Yeah, but... If we look at legacy, right? First, let me speak on Quinn Miller. Legacy-wise, well, his legacy, he never had a legacy. He's talking about more of him as an artist. When we heard the reference tracks, we knew maybe he wrote it, mm-hmm. but we knew that without Drake, them songs weren't going to be his. Yeah, he's not. Like, because we heard his versions of 10 bands, and um, I forgot the Rico, the Rico yeah. sample that, that they exposed. I think it was DJ Drama who exposed him. We heard what it sounded like, and it wasn't it. Like, we knew, all right, yeah, you needed Drake for this. Yeah. But Drake needed you as well, in right. a way. Right. But at the same time... I think he just take pride in in him being able to work with Drake. Yeah. And I think if he wrote for Drake, I think he could use that to his advantage and work with other people. Like, Because if you tell him, I wrote for Drake, that's a lot he, of kudos in the industry. I don't understand how he can't find work. He has some good music. He has, um, he has I think, a song or two with Wale. Mm-hmm. Like, he makes good music, but I think he's so stuck on the situation. Still. Yeah, I think he's so stuck on it, and he's using it as a hindrance. I don't know what's happening in the back. Like, I don't know if... If his mind... If, like, if like he's been blackballed for some reason. But I think if you wrote for Drake, you can finesse that and work for other artists. Like, like a lot of people would love for you to write for them. Right. And he was begging for help from the um, labels. Bro, if you got a pen like yours, you don't need the labels. I think maybe... DM artist all day, hey, bro. Maybe he's just not. He wants to be an artist. Maybe he's just not that. But he can't. Yeah, he, I don't think he. He needs to understand 
like ironically enough you, you gotta know yourself facts bro know yourself. like know your place like maybe you're not meant to rap maybe you're meant to be the nigga in the background and it's a lot of people who are good writers they're just not the best artists and songwriters make more than rappers at the time yeah you get them credits you get them credits but legacy wise i think trick's been hurt the most legacy wise in this situation though because of the ghost writing? Yeah, because there was a time when niggas was putting Drake in their top 10, pens, top 15 rappers list, etc. Yeah. And now with the whole ghostwriting thing, there's always an asterisk next to Drake's On name. On Drake the Rapper. Drake the Rapper. Yeah. It's never Drake the Artist, always he, Drake the Rapper. One of the best artists of all time. Yeah, but it's always Drake the Rapper. It's always in quotes because yeah. we don't know what he wrote. Even if... Quinn Miller only wrote those two songs for him, it's always a we don't know. Nah, he wrote, he wrote work too. Quinn Miller's work um, reference track was great. Work, yeah. He wrote work. I yeah. thought I, I, I thought I thought that was party. Nah, that shit. Is... Did, did, oh, is it party? I'm, maybe I'm mistaken. Because like because I know party would be working yeah, yeah. with like Rihanna a lot. Yeah, maybe I'm mistaken on that. Yeah, because uh, Quinn Miller, if he wrote work, yeah, hey, he's hey, he no way, be. ain't no way you're not working right now. But yeah, Drake's been hurt the most. I think Meek Mill kind of walked away from it the best he could, bro. Like he came out of that situation where he went into his life after that, it was not good as everyone knows yeah but the way he responded and overcame that is great to see because i think meek mill was in a was going in a situation where he was going to be typecast as like the street rapper mm-hmm. but him being in that situation getting roasted them being like blah 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 is it your world tour your girls tour <laughs> then him going to jail then him going through all his things with the legal system and not coming out on where he is he's putting himself in a conversation where he's in rooms with um, Jay Z. He's in that top tier of artists. He's a top tier artist now. He's a top tier rapper. He's trying to go in the pop world. Yeah. That bullshit he did with just with Justin Timberlake. But we're not gonna talk about that <laughs> again. So I think the only losers here, I would say, is honestly Drake. But you could argue Quentin Miller. I don't think Quentin Miller is a loser. I think he's a loser in the situation because himself. Yeah. Because the way he he reacted to the it. way he reacted to it. But I, we don't know what's happening in, yeah. the, in the background. So from, from our point of view, so we can't comment on it. Um, from our last conversation. Um, do you think that artist legacy is negatively impacted when they no is positively positively impacted when they pass away or when they just don't put out any more music after they put out their classic? Mm, that's a good one. I think when they pass away, I think we remember them in the best light. Yeah, you don't remember all the. All the stuff you didn't like. I think a lot of people, artists that passed away, get more props than, I don't say props, more flowers than they should. Yeah. They should have got the flowers when they were there, right? Mm-hmm. But like Nipsey, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's a great rapper. I've listened to his catalog and stuff, but he his light wasn't shined on upon as much until he passed away. Facts. And also with people like Lauren Hill. She dropped a classic album and then, I mean, she, she did drop that Unplugged right. shit. If you count that, she but, has one album, really. But she really has one album, which was regarded one as one of the, probably the best album R&B. ever, right? Ever, <laughs> one of my favorites. Yeah, ever. and she never dropped music after that. But we put her in that top MC list of all time because we didn't get to see her mess up, right? Versus people like I don't know, like I want to say someone that's passed away, but like Nas, if Nas had dropped Illmatic and it went away and went away, he would have been the goat, goaded easily by himself. But since he has, you, since you've seen him not being at the very top of his level mm-hmm. throughout his career the whole time, he's not that definite GOAT. Do you think 
moving on from that point, do you think people are immortalized after their passing and we don't truly understand how big or influential they were before they passed? Definitely. And I think so because of social media. Would you say that's the case in the Malcolm X situation? Um, Yeah, definitely. Because while he was alive, he was not getting those. Same flowers? Like he had a following and he did have a, what he was doing was solid, but he did not have those same flowers. He was not highly regarded, so to say. Did you watch the um, doc on Netflix? What was your thought on it? Like, did did you think it was good? Um, I liked it a lot. I think it painted a good portrait, but it told us who killed him. Yeah. Basically. Um, Who do you think it was? Um, I mean, I believe, I mean, it was those five guys, but I believe it was William Bradley who did do the most damage with that shotgun. The shot, yeah. Yeah, with the shotgun. Um, What was your initial reaction like watching it, like what emotions were you feeling when you were watching um, the doc? When I was watching it, it was like um, anger, kind mm-hmm. of, because like stuff like this is the positivity that we need. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in the ways that he goes, but we need that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, for it to be, for his death specifically to be like the way they handled it, so like nonchalantly, like it was, yeah. it was very angry. I was watching it with my little brother. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like me. He's like a hothead, but he's he's like me back when I was younger. Right, this nigga. Well, wanted to incite a race war. Really? <laughs> was watching it. He, he, he was um he was trying to join the the fruit of Islam. That's the type of shit that would incite one of those. Yeah. Though. <laughs> my little brother is like um Huey from Boondocks. Hey, Huey, my nigga. Yeah, he's he's lit. But he was watching. He's like, "Are you kidding me?" And it didn't help him. I was like, "Yeah, bro, that's, that's real life, little bro." Hey, that's how. Well, when I was watching, I was like, "Wow, I was angered." I wasn't. I was like, "I'm not surprised." Yeah, bro. Like, Ch- charge it to the game, bro. It is what it is. Um, when I was watching it, I had a lot of mixed emotions about all the different things going against Malcolm. Like, obviously he wasn't a perfect human being. Yeah. He had some rhetoric and some ideas that weren't refined yet, but it's part of growth as a human yeah. being, like, you know? People gotta learn their own lessons. Mm-hmm. But when I was watching it, I was learning about how J. Edgar Hoover, the director of the FBI, FBI. was illegally watching him, how they had a whole police headquarters, the bossy network Tapping his whole him. life. They had informants in his close circle watching him. Um, his 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 security guard when he was killed was an FBI informant or a boss member. Um, when he joined the Nation of Islam, the children of Elijah Muhammad didn't like him. Plotting against him. Plotting against Making him. Making him and Elijah Muhammad go against each other. Like there was no way that Malcolm X would have lived. There was absolutely no way. And he knew he was going to die. He knew. Like he knew it was, he got ramped. His house got bombed, like, and that's what got to me the most. When he knew he was gonna die, but he went there anyway. He was still fighting. That goes back to a conversation I had with one of my friends when we were speaking about Meek Mill, because Meek Mill said that if someone is threatening to kill him for his message, he will shut up. Because he said that he has he has kids to feed, et cetera, right. et cetera. And I said, you know what? Most people will do have that thought. But I don't want to hear it from one of our great black yeah. leaders, you know, because they should have that mentality. I'll, yeah, I'll say die that. for this thing. Either say it, and it I would die for it. And it sounds it's very idealistic dying for something. But it's, but it's the way we need to move. Yeah. Like, because it's always I like this quote. You either you either stand for something or die for for anything. 
I love that quote. You either stand for something. Die for anything. No, no, no. You either stand for something or you fall for anything. My okay. fault. Yeah. I, I messed that up. And he's like, wait. <laughs> it sounded a lot better the second time. Which quote was that? <laughs> but yeah, I like that quote because if you're a person in this world and you have nothing that you would die over or there's nothing that you would go to the grave for, then what do you have what to are you live living for? for? Yeah. Then what are you living for? You have to have a purpose. And Malcolm X, to me, exemplified people over self because he died broke. Right. His accountant said he didn't even have $150 in his account. And if you look at the way people have money now that are in these positions to make impact, I think if they pull together, there really could be a lot of change. Yes. I, I was watching um, this guy. I forgot what his name is. It's Dr. Something. Omar Johnson. Yeah. Omar Johnson. Yeah. Omar, he has a lot of crazy. Everybody stuff. hates him. Yeah. Everyone hates him, but it's not completely wrong, but he does have some stuff that he needs yeah. to relax on. But he said, and I agree with, if Jay-Z wanted to enact change, he would be in a better position than Martin Luther King was. Easily. Jay-Z, I mean, and it's not his duty to do so. Right. But it's his duty to do so. Like. I'm not going to pocket watch. But like. Because he does do a lot. I'm sure he does do a lot for, for the community. But on a grand scale, if if he by himself wanted to enact change, he could. If you look at the, the child hunger numbers, poverty numbers, and then you look at these people the f- one of the first black billionaires mm-hmm. like that that something can be done something can be more done. can be done more yeah more can be done because i'm sure he's doing a lot yeah um i know he signed a deal with the nfl and we know what that was that was just like <laughs> hush money like all right y'all need to relax like tell right. your people to calm down and make it sure. it's kind of like the tyler thing it is you look at it it's exactly exactly like the tyler thing um but yeah jay-z could enact change diddy could enact change Shit, we can enact change. We start right. talking. We can enact change. We, can we will, more. and we will. We're definitely we're working on that right now. We're definitely working on not improving our lives, but those that we love and those around people us like us. Scale. People like us, because every time I speak and I try to like give quotes and just advice, I'm always thinking of like a younger me, like a young nigga. Like I, I, I could have used this right now. Yeah, I would have done better in situations if I knew this back then. But I had someone to guide me. Facts, because I I want to help everyone that I can, but my help is always going to go first to people who look like me. Yeah. First and foremost, like I I will help everyone that I can in the world, but my first cho- my first choice is the is the young black man. My I people. Know. My people. But um, yeah um, we had a bad transition from this to the next segment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, R. I. P. Malcolm X. Do you have any closing remarks on that? No, no. closing remarks. R.I.P. Malcolm. So I don't know how we're going to transition from things with all these great legacies to Takashi Six Nine, but I'm gonna figure out a way to do it. Did you listen to the series at all, or have you at least like heard about it? Yeah, I started listening to it once you um, told me about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Six Nine series. A lot of it, um, from what I heard, is stuff that I already knew because I had been following Takashi, Daniel Hernandez's. Yes. That's my big bro. It's like, no. <laughs> but um, I've been... You, you, you better... I've tell noticed... Him it, you, you, no, you. I'm just playing. I've noticed, <laughs> I've noticed about his situation since, like, my senior year. Uh-huh. I used to watch um, academics, and he's, like, Takashi's best friend. So mm-hmm. I was privy to most of the stuff they, they told. Was there anything that you weren't um, knowledgeable about? Is that the word? Knowledge? I don't know what the word is. Um, but, but, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm not something I wasn't knowledgeable about, but something that I questioned more mm-hmm. is like, even from you is like, 
how protected was this was this dude? That's what I'm telling you, bro. I just watched a video <laughs> on Twitter of him talking to um, Trippy Red. Yeah. And he was just talking crazy. Crazy. Like, Fuck you and your dead homies. Yeah. He was like, he's like, yes, your dead homies. That's, a, that's like, a lot of energy, bro. Yeah. And it's for him to be, like you said, in Chicago at any time, it's, it's wild. Yeah. It's brave if he does it, if he's not protected. Yeah. To give a little more context on that. So t- the series is just talking about how his upbringing, affected who he was as a man well a young man at least how he was trying to find a gang to join so he could look official quote unquote Mm -hmm. i'm kind of jumping around subjects right now but we're speaking about how there's a rumor in the hip-hop community that he was working with the feds for a long time Mm -hmm. because when he was a kid around let's say high school age he was working in a courthouse government program and government pro program courthouse thing that, he's, that he had going on and now with him working with the fbi to take down the is it the nine trade blood nine trade bloods it's actually the oldest blood gang in new york really yeah we gotta talk about blood, um gangs in new york Bloods and Crips. actually no actually no we don't, I don't <laughs> no, no, we, we don't. can't talk on that yeah but um there's a rumor saying that takashi 69 was an fbi informant from the get-go i don't know too much about that but i do know that there's a lot of energy coming from him that shouldn't have came from him unless he knew that he was good wherever he went. Right. And by the people that he was around, you see that he was not good like that. He wasn't good he like was that. He was kidnapped, beaten, Be- robbed. Robbed like. him and his girl. And they tried to do something to his, I don't know what, what they tried to do to his mom. They was posted at his mom's house. Et cetera, like. et cetera. And the day before they got to him, that's when the FBI came and snatched everybody up. Yeah. Because they had wiretapped everything, bro. They and you, knew every conversation. They knew that they were going to kill Takashi. And I thought, yeah, I, I thought that when, um, what interview was it? Is it the Breakfast Club? Breakfast Club. He was he was up there like, basically, fuck them niggas. Yeah, I was like, like bro, why are you so, like. <laughs> why are you so, why are you so confident? If you don't got no, if you don't got no security now, why are you so talking like this? And, and it's known he's not really a street yeah, kid. Like he, he might have grew up in poverty, but he's not a street kid. He's not a street kid. Well, he's a street kid. He's not a street nigga. Yeah, let's he's not a street that, nigga. Let's get that straight. And that watching that doc is like the epitome of like internet kids trolling. <laughs> he's the That's biggest the troll. He's ever. the biggest troll of internet, I think, all time, bro. Because I liked how they mentioned how the SoundCloud era sort of like popped off, and then he was right in the middle of it. Because mm-hmm. I because I remember they said it was that um, Denzel Curry song that made like SoundCloud like oh, in yeah. place. And then X came, it placed. Then um, Takashi came, it placed. Even Juice World was on SoundCloud. Even Juice like- was on SoundCloud. And it said about how the SoundCloud kids had like a shield of protection because no one knew what they really looked like. Right. And then that Takashi went to Sweden and was popular over there. Then he came over back. He signed with Lucian Grange's um, son. If you guys don't know who Lucian Grange is, Google him. He's the most powerful man probably in the music business. Oh, shit. Yeah. He signed with Lucian Grange's son. And then from, is she taking a picture of a white wall? What's <laughs> <laughs> that white people shit? Anyway, all right, everyone. Um, he, took, he signed with Elliot, Elliot Grange, and then all that came back to what now? And like when how, he was in the States. How did he get this power? Like how did he sign with Elliot Grange? Right. How was he even in the same room as Elliot Grange? You don't know. Because I'd heard of him um, on social media before, like doing troll. He used to troll like mm-hmm. videos um, back in high school, but... He would he promote his music, but it wasn't like 
Like when he first got on, really got on, it wasn't it, like it, that. It didn't sound good. Yeah. What do you think is gonna happen when he gets out of jail? I think he's gonna be on. You think so? I think he's gonna be on. Cause now in the wake of Pop Smoke passing and Bobby Schmurder coming out soon, I don't know if there's a place for him in New York rap. I don't think so, bro. Maybe, maybe not New York rap, but on a grand scale. Yeah, on a grand scale, I think he's gonna be on because because people care about clicks, views, mm-hmm. money, streams. What would his content be like? I don't what, know. What do you rap about? Snitching? I have no clue. You, you can't get on a song talking about yeah, you I snitch on them niggas. Yeah, I told on them bitch ass boys. That's crazy, dummy. No. <laughs> um, Stupid. <laughs> I think if he was smart, he would get out and and get witness protection like he denied like i don't know why he would do that it's mm-hmm. ridiculous to me because he knows that he's good anywhere yeah because my question was who was he telling all this to how are we getting this right. information right and is it his lawyer and i don't think i think i think maybe it was his lawyer because i don't think he's that smart because if he's that smart he would have moved differently one mm-hmm. but like his his personal driver snitched on him yeah so like if he didn't even, if he wasn't even privy to that how does I don't know. Yeah, his legacy is tarnished. Like, he's not good anymore. I mean, it was never good to me anyways. I used to be like, why do people love this nigga so much? Because, bro, them beats was hard and he was yelling. Listen, at first, I tried to hate him. But then, like, when um, I heard that Billy song and I heard the... A a few songs I I could listen to. Yeah. But, like, overall, I was like, this nigga's on the internet being crazy... If you've ever been in a function and he came on, bro, it like, got lit. It got lit. It got lit. Bro. That's why. That's why people. I, my my brother used to listen. I'd be like, bro, I hate this shit. Yeah. Why? Why? But since we're on the topic of legacy, what do you think? What do you want your legacy to be? Let's let, let's get into us a little bit. Which want your legacy to be? My legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, that. My bad. That I um did as much as I could to better to better the lives of people who went through the same, similar situations yes. that I have. I grew up the same way I, I did, kind of. And what ways do you think you can get there? Because now we're speaking like on a grand scale for like all the listeners at home. Because I know most of us, most people that listen to us are around our age. Yeah. So I want to start having these more, these conversations versus us just talking about Takashi and shit. Yeah, and regular niggas. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. Um, I, Obviously, to me, the easiest way to impact people i don't think you can really have an impact anymore unless you have money yeah like i think it's really hard in today's age yeah Yeah, um so once i do that like like on a a global scale like there's kids in africa and stuff who don't Mm -hmm. have basic utilities that we use Mm -hmm. don't have running water electricity and i think if you have the money to do so to make a change yeah you should and 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 though i agree with that I think for us today, the best way to enact change in our communities is through knowledge. Knowledge is the knowledge is the single most valuable thing. So I think if we get on or when we get on is to use everything that we know and just kick game for free. That's why I want to have this platform is to be able to not only grow with you guys, but also in a way, if I can positively impact listeners in ways that I found beneficial because well, we're only 19, 20. Mm-hmm. We don't know shit. We're still learning. Nah, bro, don't say that. I don't say we don't know shit, but we're still we, learning on the nah, fly. Nah, bro, we know shit, but we still learning every day. Yeah, we're like, still growing every single day. I think um, legacy-wise, I, I just want to be known 
as a man of respect, respect, integrity, and honor. Free, like free, like the word free. I like a lot lately. When I die, I want to be free. Free, and I don't think you can be free until you remove the shackles of societal constraints. You don't think the same way people think. With the victim mindset. Yeah, victim mindset. You don't blame people for everything. Accountability is a big one. It's a huge you, one. You can't get nowhere unless you hold yourself accountable. I think we need to start having these conversations a lot more because I think it would open up people's eyes to what the world can be. Like, niggas is so stuck in the grind mode of trying to get a bag. It's more that, It's more to that. Like, well, yeah, you got to prepare yourself before you get that yeah, bag mentally. Because once you get it, you're going to, f- if you don't know what to do, if you don't know what moves to make, you're going to fumble it and then you're going to be right back broke. Yeah. Getting the bag is just the first step. Securing the bag is the most important step. Yeah. You got to secure it. Because you know how many niggas make a million and then they broke again? You see how many? The far majority. Athletes, former artists are broke. Mm-hmm. I guess it's ridiculous. But they didn't go through the proper channels to gain that knowledge. And you can gain knowledge, but you got to apply knowledge. Yeah. And we live in a knowledge era where anything you want to know is literally on your phone. It's it's there for you, bro. It's literally on your phone. And I just want to give one tip that I found super useful to me was cleaning up my Twitter page. Because Twitter is what I'm on usually. Before I used to see just a bunch of bullshit. I used to see and I stuff, trolling, trolling, like ass music, sex, all that stuff on there, bro. And that stuff we don't understand, but that stuff really shapes who you are and who you become. I've learned I've learned more since I graduated high school from who I follow on Twitter than I did in high in school. High school. That's like facts, knowledge wise. And that's facts. Like so, I'd say a simple thing is to simply go on Twitter and and unfollow whoever isn't bringing you assets whoever isn't an asset to you you got you you got to look at is this person an asset you can't look at their page for inspiration one day or Mm -hmm. or motivation like those people you used to be friends with in high school they don't care if you unfollow them if they do who cares and if they do it don't matter if if someone is tripping over you unfollow them on twitter is that who you really want to be a friend in the first place why do you care about their opinion like i've unfollowed a lot of people and it's not a personal thing it's just it's a personal thing but it's not personal. Yeah, it's, you know, you feel me? It's there's like, nothing you can do for me. Nothing you can do for me. So go on Twitter, follow people that you want to become. Don't follow people that you want to leave behind. I think that's a good way of putting it. Like follow, Facts. follow Jay Z. Follow. I mean, Jay Z don't tweet, so never mind. <laughs> don't follow him. You're gonna yeah. see yeah. some Jay Elect likes. Yeah. <laughs> follow Puff, like Diddy. Follow Gary Vaynerchuk. David David Goggins is a good David one. David Goggins, follow Xavier Miller, um, follow Todd Todd Billy, Chris Johnson. So just go through Black Wealth Twitter. That's, uh, that's, that's what we call it. Yeah, it's Black, Black Wealth, Wealth Twitter. Black Wealth Twitter. That's who I follow now. Ari, um, Tara. Yeah, nerd. It's a lot of people. Nerd Nomad Mom is follow people <laughs> that you want to become like, and just reverse engineer everything. Like find whatever your goal is. And they'll go, go backwards from there. What do I need to do to get there? What are all the steps? You can't know where to go unless unless you figure out what you want. In life. Period. Yeah. Because trust me, we're not where we want to be. We're far from it, but we're still in like the infancy of where right. we want to become. But I know the steps that I'm taking day by day, 
And obviously there's always room for improvement, but the steps that I'm taking in my life, I know is going to a good place. Mm -hmm. But a year ago, I was literally a year ago. I was, I didn't know what the fuck to do. Same bro. When niggas graduated high school, bro, cause I'm gonna get a little personal. Like when I graduated high school, I had committed to go play college football mm -hmm. um, at a school in West Virginia. That was my dream, to play college football. But for reasons that we don't need to go into detail, that didn't happen. So for a year after that, bro, I went some self-pity type shit. Like, what was me? Why is the world against me, et cetera, et cetera. But then I woke up and I was like, bro, you're a man now. Ain't no more time for you to be feeling sad all there's, the fucking There's nothing holding you back anymore. Nothing holds you back, bro. So since that day, I decided to change shit up. I quit the job I was working at. I just got on my shit pretty much. I have not been happier. Like, I'm balanced. You know, that's what I told my friend Isaac yesterday. I'm balanced now. I'm at, I won't say, I don't want to say I'm at peace, but yeah. I'm at peace with, I can go to bed without being like, damn, I was lazy today. I didn't do shit. I was just playing games all day. Like, yeah. I know that I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm, I'm content. I'm content. okay with where I'm at right now, but I'm not okay with staying here. I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied. Um, what was your moment where you decided, yo, bro, I got to change something? Um, probably about three months after I graduated. Mm -hmm. um, I lived with my best friend, Angel, but like, I lived with my best friend, Angel, but like, um, it just wasn't home to me. Like, while I was grateful for them, like, taking me in, it wasn't my home. And I was like, I was just feeling bad, like, oh, why did my family have to be the way they were? Why did I have to go through certain situations I did mm -hmm. in my four years of high school? But I was like, okay, but what is me complaining and being sad and crying about to do about it? Nothing. Like, Absolutely nothing. And we're lucky that we realized that when we were young, like we had our dreams broken or we were put in tough situations yeah. to where now that we're 19, 20, we can start teeing up now. We understand things um, on, on a slightly different level. A way bigger level. On a whole, and now I'm just on a whole different way of things. Like, there's certain conversations I don't even want to have no more. It, it just, doesn't matter. It's, yeah, it shit don't matter, bro. Like, if you look at life on a grand scale, none of this shit really matters, bro. But we just talking, like, the probably the first week we did the pod. We're living in, like, simulation, bro. That's just too deep for this episode, bro. Like, like niggas, niggas aren't ready for that talk. It's but crazy. What I always say, bro, none of this shit ever matters. And the best advice my pops ever gave me was don't stress over anything. Because bro was like, I don't know, he's like 65. Mm -hmm. He looked like he's 40, bro. <laughs> like, he looked good for his Niggas carefree. Healthy. Like, he, don't, he said, I don't stress over nothing. And we've been through a lot the last, I'd say, how old, since I was 12. How old am I? 20. So, eight last eight years, bro. Yeah, I'd like, say since I was 13 is when it really started to get so rough. It started getting rough because, like, I, like, I grew up in Woodley Park in um, D.C., for people that don't know that, that's a rich part of D.C. Like, that's like a few miles away from where, um, from where the president lives, bro. That's crazy. Like, I grew up, I grew up sheltered. I grew up super proper Woodley Park, Adams Morgan area in D.C. Like, 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 like all my friends were Jewish growing up, bro. For real? Like, I'm telling you, all my friends were Jewish growing up. And then I moved to Beltsville, Maryland. That's PG County, Maryland, bro. Oh, that's PG County? PG County, yeah. Maryland, bro. Like, I went from Woodley Park, Maryland, the suburbs, to PG County. If you don't know what PG County is, it's a rough part of Maryland. It's a rough, just Google PG County. You'll know what I'm talking about. And then from there, I bounced around to Silver Spring, came to Ohio as a JIT. So, well, it was like 14, 15. Yeah, freshman year. Freshman year, came to Ohio. And I've been 
cool ever since, but take whatever little obstacles you got in your life and use it as a benefit. Like, cause if I was never to have gone through what I did when I was a kid, moving around, like people don't know, bro, I've lived in Saudi Arabia. I've lived in France. I didn't even know that. I've moved a lot of places, bro. I've, I've never been in one spot for more than like four five. years, four or five years since I was 10 or, 10 or 11. Yeah. Like I've moved a lot, bro. And you lose a lot of friends, but at the same time you gain a lot of friends. You learn a lot of things along the way. You learn a lot of things. So it all depends on how you want to look at it. You, you can look at it as a loss. So you can look at it as a learning experience. I choose to go with the latter. Um, do you have anything to add to that? I do not. You don't? I think it's a good time to wrap it up. You, um, you have sleepers? Yeah. I mean, I what's the sleepers that we did for? What was yeah, my Oh, I was listening to it. You said I'm a backpack, backpack ass nigga. Yeah, you're a backpack rapper. I just listen to great music. Yeah, so um, my sleeper is the Snow Allegra track. I'm going to play it. I mean, this because it's worth reshooting our episode four because we lost the entire Technical episode. Technical difficulties. So, yeah, um, as we go along, you'll know what the song is. We'll put the links in. We forgot the song names right now. Mine but, is uh, Iman by Rap City. Iman by Rap City. And Sir. And mine's a Snow Allegra track off her last album it's a dope track with that being said thank you for tuning in we appreciate we, uh, we appreciate you guys dang, and you know what you close it out bro. we appreciate you guys tuning in another week with us um what is our pre- social media you would appreciate if you followed us on our social media um, instagram is the college dropouts pod the college dropouts pod with daniel and sariba sariba and daniel yeah, yeah, yeah! Don't get shit fucked up over here. Nigga. Fuck out of here, nigga! nigga. I should have put Daniel three, but yeah, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. And our Twitter is at the College Drop One, and I repeat at the College Drop One. If you're listening on Apple, leave 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 your niggas a review or a little right. Give us a subscription, even if you don't like it. Tell us what's up. Yeah, tell us what's up, bro. Listen, if you shit on me, bro, it's better than you not saying nothing. At you all. listen. You listen. Come on, bro. Stop playing with niggas. Like support black entrepreneurs. We out. <laughs> We out. No, we're not out. That's not how we. You do this every episode, bro. Let a nigga close, finish. Oh, get let, your shit off. Let me, let, let me get my shit get off. Shit off. Let me get my shit off. Um, <laughs> I'm about to say, you're about to say what we just said. <laughs> I'm about to say the exact same thing. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next time. We got here. Peace.
All I wanna hear is in the visions I replay. Sit right next to you. I do. Hold up my glow up, my bronze up, my shape. my shape. He love me, my booty is big and it shake. It shake. A mango in shape, yeah. He love me with weight. Every brown shade, braids, long hair, a face. You fine, mama. That's my mama. It is. cover magazine, she's the ebony woman. Ebony First woman. lady, your honor. Uh-huh. Mama Michelle Obama. Uh-huh. I love to love you, baby. That's a song by Donna. It is. All my foxy ladies, we still the ill nana. All around the world, from America to Ghana. Look, my nieces in the eye, they had to make me one promise. Uh-huh. Love yourself, it's a cold world, I'm honest. For sure. Count your riches, Count it. don't rock with snitches. Yeah. This for my sisters, my ebony Every sisters night. like you. Dark skin and them brown eyes and that old hair light and them nails clean. Look at you, shine before the sunrise. Love so hard to come by. Sister, you've been on my mind. Sister, 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 sister. Yeah. sister. Yeah. Beauty is a mindset. Is. Looking at my skin, I don't know the year time. I don't. Yet. My mama still look 24, she a fine she chick. Do. Black don't crack, my age trap where your spine is. Backwards, black been dope before the trappers. Yep. Down to the roots before Sicily was acting. Uh-huh. Black Twitter got me cracking. Uh-huh. Undefeated when we laughed. That's right. I look good in yellow. I do. You intrigued with my fashion. Every undertone of orange, brown, yellow is the accent. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Cocoa buttercream head ass. That's me. Putting on my knees, elbows, and my fat ass. That's me. Looking at my skin like I don't know that he a dead ass. I don't. My country boys like you find it in frog. Thick like cold grit snickers. You can make your own college. Gravy and cobbage. Uh-huh. 
in a college. Uh-huh. HBCUs, you think they only recruited models. They do. Ebony's with two, three, four B or four C's. Yeah. Pink or more straw to blue green, hair grease. Uh. Brothers hold us down like Spike do, Jolie. Find enough to be on the cover of any ebony mag. God knows we bad. We bad. I just ask, you mad? You mad? Dark skin and the brown eyes and that ooh. Hair laid and the nails did look at you. Shine before the sunrise. Love so hard to come back. Sister, even on my mind. Sister, 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 Shetty and more, this door awaits for you And I'll valet for you I'll fry barbecue and filet for you Brown shape but a baby, why you so unavailable To the bullshit, it's your world, I'm a tourist I'm foolish though, I know that since the days They treated us like property for trade It was times where they can come inside and take your soul away But I'm here for your protection Like a servant, like an agent, a secret service Some CIA shit, see I ain't okay With the way they try to portray over the media Alexandria, Egypt, and Africa Nefertiti was probably black as Roberta Flack back with the fro, checking on my family Cause I be wrong, but I'm passionate though When I go to X videos, I'm always searching up the amateur Look at me being managed, I'm from Atlanta Where ghetto ballerina, exotic dancers be so talented Get that cash and shout it, set up an establishment You balancing, fuck it, you don't need no management Behind every great man is a bad bitch handling shit Yeah, appreciate your elegance, Jib But bro, love, tell me, who the fuck you calling a bitch?